This message was presented at the GYC 2012 conference in Seattle, Washington. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Father God in heaven, we want to praise you and thank you for all the things that you have done in our lives. Lord, we are full of gratitude today, and we are thankful uh, for the way that you are able to lead us and draw us into closer and closer relationships with you. Lord, we pray that your presence would be here in our hearts and in our minds as we share with one another, as we share from the front, and as each person shares, Lord, individually, uh, that your presence would be here and that your name would be glorified. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's such a privilege to be here, and I'll just um, introduce Ken to you. Ken works actually in the Michigan Conference, and he's the youth director there. I can tell that he loves Jesus and he loves young people, so it's it's something that definitely overflows uh, from him, and I know that it will be a blessing for you to hear his sessions as well as mine, um, just as we talk about testimony. I know if you've looked inside of your little bulletin, it says, How to Share My Testimony omissions, inclusions, and purpose. And that is something that we desire for you to be able to take away uh, from this seminar. However, some of the conclusions you will need to come to on your own. Uh, There's a lot of purpose, a lot of ideas and things that will come in. This won't be a PowerPoint presentation that gives you the do's and don'ts of sharing your testimony. Uh, It's much broader and bigger than that um, to really think about and to pray through in your mind. Uh, Each time we'll have opportunities in the middle of each session, uh, whichever ones you're able to come to, and we'll have little times in the middle of every session where we're going to break off, and you're going to be able to think about certain aspects of testimony, because there's many different aspects, and you'll get to share uh, personally and think a little bit more in your own life or the things that you see God doing around you, Uh, and the more and more we share the smoother it gets, I can guarantee you. The more and more we share those testimonies of what God's doing, the more and more we recognize God's work around us, uh, the easier and easier it becomes. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, But in many ways, how to share your testimony, it's from the very foundation, I'd like to bring our our minds to the conclusion that it's not ours. Uh, It's really God's. And when we think about that, it's what God is doing in our lives. Uh, It's not anything that you or I ever do. Uh, The testimony that we have to share, what we see him doing in other people's lives, we must give him glory because it's something that he does. It's all about Jesus and his work in our lives and in our hearts. Um, It's amazing to see how God has worked. I'll share a little bit of my own personal testimony before we go into uh, today. But today, God is at work all around you. And the amazing ways that God can work in people's lives. Uh, The more and more we recognize them, the more we're able to then share uh, with other people what we see God doing. And it it always amazes me to think about how God could take an atheist and turn them into a Bible-believing Christian. Uh, I have, you know, friends in my life and even close family members who have gone down that road and yet who have somehow miraculously, through a series of events, they have come back to God, um, and it has been as if some you know, unseen pull has been drawing them towards God. And it also amazes me how maybe a, you know, a selfish, self-centered 
teenager, for instance, could become a missionary and want to go serve God. You know, those are things where it's just like, how in the world does, does God change someone's life like that? For me, you know, my testimony will be much different, I'm sure, than Ken's, uh, because we both had different experiences in life. But nonetheless, it's the way that God has been working in such a powerful way. And I, I would love to hear every single one in this room, because I know the fact that we're all here today means that God has somehow, some way, been working in our lives. And for me, it wasn't necessarily uh, a life of, you know, whatever, uh, drugs and alcohol and, and debauchery or whatever and coming back to God, but it was a little bit different. I grew up uh, in a Christian home in Kansas, uh, far away from where I live now in Southern California, big city, uh, totally different than what I grew up in. But it's been quite the experience to see how God has led uh, growing up in an Adventist home, my dad was a held elder uh, in our church, and so everyone kind of looked at our family, you know. It was almost kind of like a PK-type experience, you know, where everyone's looking at you, expecting you to be perfect in so many different ways. And I remember going to church uh, and, you know, just being involved in Sabbath school, always knowing my memory verse, you know, always getting the star, you know, because I knew it every week, you know, in a row, and I don't know if they do that anymore, but um, it, it was amazing, though. During high school, I got involved with a relationship that started leading me away from God. And I know it's, it's amazing how, how interacting with other people can end up taking you downhill spiritually. But that's what happened to me. Uh, the relationship definitely wasn't of a spiritual nature. And even though my boyfriend was... In the church, uh, he didn't really have a deep, really, he didn't have a relationship with God on his own. And it was, it was amazing to see how the more and more time we spent with each other, the more and more time um, I didn't desire to spend with God. And my parents at this time were praying for me. I still remember uh, during, it was during my, you know, junior high, high school years, my, my parents were so frustrated with seeing the path that I was taking in life. And I remember going upstairs, uh, I was what you would consider a rebellious teenager at that time. I remember going upstairs and, and I was going to ask my mom something. She was up in her room. I heard her as if she was talking to someone inside of, inside of the room, but I knew that no one was home. And I was about ready to ask her a question, but I said, you know, I'm just going to wait really quick and see what she's really doing. So I put my ear up to the door and I'm listening and the more and more I listen, I realize that my mother is in there, and she's, she's crying, and she's praying for me. She's, like, pouring out her heart, and like, Lord, bring Heidi back to you, and all this kind of stuff. And at that point, I can tell you honestly, my first initial reaction was to, to be angry. I was like, how dare you pray for me? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, and the very next thought was, why is she praying? Because I know prayer works. <laughs> and it's like, my whole life is going to change now. <laughs> um, growing up, even in um, a Christian home, it was so easy for me during my time of, I guess, whatever you want to call it, rebellion in mind and heart from God. Uh, there were things that I would do that I would say, oh, this is going to be a really good part to add to my testimony. It's like, what? <laughs> Who would think that, you know? And yet... Um, through, through those three years that my parents really prayed for me, God did a lot in my heart. 
And I don't know if there's anyone in this room that's praying for a testimony that's not yet realized. Uh, maybe you have family or friends that you've been praying for and you know their testimony is undone. Um, don't stop praying because God answers prayer. I remember one day going to sleep completely, uh, completely in love with this guy, uh, waking up the next morning and having absolutely no feeling in my heart for him whatsoever. We had been together for about three years or so. And uh, waking up and realizing that you know, I just had no feeling for him. I went to school, he tried to give me a hug, and I was just like, I, I pulled him aside, took his hands in mine, and I said, I don't know how to tell this to you, but I don't like you anymore. And, you know, from that point on, the, the breakup was an immature high school breakup, of course, but nonetheless, it led me to Jesus. I went home that night and I was so fed up with human relationships because he got really mad and did really immature things, you know, because I broke up with him. And I remember collapsing on my bed and saying, Lord, if you can do something with my life and if you want to use me, go for it. And, and that was me, no pastor asking me to make a decision, you know. I wasn't at church. It was in the quietness of my own room. And no one was coercing me into this decision, but I made the decision. From that point on, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, everything that the Lord has taken me through and into as a result of making that choice. Best choice in the world. And the experience all began with reading this book. Um, I started by reading it 10 minutes a day. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny how we give him 10 minutes out of 24 hours. But nonetheless, I started with 10 minutes and it was, it was that experience with God uh, that really um, started to help me understand who he was. And he's taken, of course, he's taken me all over the world to so many different places to do mission work and uh, to be drawn into a closer relationship with him. But again, when I look back, I've, since I gave my life to God, it's been maybe eight or nine years, and yet the testimony hasn't stopped. Uh, I think one misconception that we can often have about testimony is that it's one experience or it's one turning point. But I don't believe that. And I hope, I hope that those of us in this room can take that um, as one of the purposes. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad you guys are here. More and more people are shuffling in. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Find a seat. There's a few up here, too. There's four. I know. These people weren't kind enough to sit in the front row. <laughs> There's a few in the front row here, too. Welcome. So good to see you guys. <clears throat> um, I, I hope that none of us have the misconception that a testimony is something that is just an event because a testimony is a lifestyle. Amen? Amen. It's something that continues, and it's something that should continue to grow. Uh, I remember telling a friend this once. I heard her share her testimony over and over again, and it would always stop at the same point. And that's when I started to worry for her. I said, you know, there has to be something else that God is doing in your life or that he's done in the past six months, you know? What about the past year? Um, and so I know that it's definitely been that way for me. The testimony has continued to grow. And that is the only way to, to not become stagnant in our experience with him. But it's amazing to see how God works. I believe that God is at work all around us. 
He's at work in the lives of every single one of us in this room. And we can't necessarily see everything that he's doing, but we can see the effects of his work upon the heart. And it's powerful to see. It's powerful to see God work. Um, it's really, it really all starts with God. Testimony, if we're going to talk about the purpose, how to share it, what to leave in, what to leave out, it would all have to start with the realization that a testimony starts with God, with what he does in your life and what he does in mine. And I want to I look into a few verses, and then we're going to do something uh, as far as participation is concerned. But if you want to go to Mark chapter 4 in your Bibles, if you have if you have your Bible with you, Mark chapter 4, we're going to read just a few verses to catch the concept of the theme that the Bible shares about God working all around us. And then we'll do something together kind of as a participation type activity. Mark chapter 4, we're looking at verse 26. And are you guys there? There's people there, all right. Mark chapter 4, verse 26, it says, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. I love to think of a testimony as simply a line of seeds that God places in someone's life. When you really think about it, it's, it's God planting seeds. Uh, maybe it's the seed of a thought. Maybe it's something that you read on a billboard. Maybe it's something that you experience. But it's, it's all these different seeds that God is planting. And it says right here, the farmer who's planting, it says he himself does not know what? He doesn't know how it grows, right? And that's one of the biggest realities that I've had when it comes to knowing and understanding God's work all around me. The first thing is I can't understand it. I don't know how it grows. I don't know how someone's life can be drawn and changed so completely. All I know is that somehow it grows. Uh, There's another principle just like that over in Ecclesiastes. If you go there really quick, Ecclesiastes we're going to look at a couple of verses here. Ecclesiastes verse 11 and verse 5. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 5. And this one gives kind of the same principle of God's work and how it's something that we really can't understand. Uh, verse 5, As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. It's very similar to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. Uh, Just a few pages back in your Bible, where it says, this is a very classic verse, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. That's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, to realize that God has a plan from beginning to end in your life, and in mine. Amen? He has a plan. When you really think about that, that's powerful. God has a plan for your life from beginning to end. And no one can figure it out because it's the way God works. The fact that God is at work all around us is amazing. 
I want to do uh, something together as an activity. We'll see how this will work. Uh, we're thinking groups of maybe like three, little clusters of three or four, so that you can huddle together. Uh, we're going to pass out some paper. Um, and with this paper, and if anyone needs a pen, we have a few pens, I want you to take some time to think about three instances where you see God at work around you. Maybe, you know, in your own hometown, with your own friends, that kind of idea. Take some time to recognize the working of God around you. Uh, What would be three testimonies if you were called on the spot right now to share three things that you see God doing around you, what would they be? Um, And then also, after thinking of three instances that you see around you, uh, think of one, one instance of where you see God working in your own life. And you can tell that he's doing something inside of you. Uh, I think one of the things that sometimes can keep us from sharing testimonies is just not having open eyes to seeing God at work. And uh, we need to condition our brains to actually see him doing things. Amen? So that we can do that. And then um, after you think about it kind of on your own, uh, I'd like you to think of one that you want to share with your little huddle of three or four. Uh, So you can each share one of those testimonies with them. Uh, because it's, it's very encouraging uh, to share this. And then think about one person out there that you want to share with today as well. Um, is there anyone that you could share those testimonies with? So um, think about your three or four, and we're going to hand out some paper. Does anyone need a pen, by the way? Is there anyone? Okay. Um, the ones, you want to hand out pens, Ken? Raise your hand if you need a pen, and Ken will bring it to you. Ken will bring you a pen. All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> And <laughs> does anyone does anyone need paper, or do you just want to go with your brain and think about it? Anyone need some paper? Okay. Anyone else? You want some paper? Yeah. All right. Yes. Two? No. Okay. Here, you want some? There's some paper. You want some paper? Okay. So it's three. It's three instances. Do you need some paper too? Sweet. Yes, sure. Three instances of where you see God at work around you uh, that you would share with someone right now. How many do you need? Three more? There you go. Okay, awesome. Get in groups, guys. Seriously, I know. Anywhere? Oh, you have that. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. You can have the last one. Okay, pick a huddle. So that actually you can start thinking about it on your own. What are those three instances where you really do see God at work around you? Um, spot them. And then also one where you see God at work in your own life. And I, I hope that everyone comes up with one. <laughs> oh, God is at work all around you. And there's so many testimonies we can share. Let's start by just thinking maybe individually, um, just thinking kind of in silence individually what those might be, and then share with your your little huddle of three or four. Um, And we may even have some time to share some ones that you want to share with the whole group. Uh, This is testimony. Uh, This is our testimony session. So every time we're going to have a little time like this where we can think and participate. Who has a testimony that they would like to share? And let's do it, just, you know, 30-second testimonies so that more than one person can share. 
but a testimony of where you've seen God at work around you. Uh, so this isn't necessarily the personal one, but just where you've seen God at work around you. All right, we got one here and then one there. Awesome. Does is the mic going to work at the same simultaneously? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Is the podium on? Sweet. One right there. One right there. Go ahead. And let's try to keep them. Try to keep them short. I'll say this at the beginning so that I don't make someone feel like theirs was too long. <laughs> yeah, you can go, and then we'll have her go. Okay, I've seen about five people that I can name just in the last few months just show up at church. Wow. Was on. God's just brought them in uh, without somebody coming to their door or anything like that. A couple of them specifically just started studying the Bible and researching stuff on the internet and discovered that the Sabbath was actually on the seventh day and just went looking for a church that met on the seventh day. Wow. Praise God. They just walk in right there. Amen. That is God at work. God, um, that he's been working a lot in my uncle's life considering he's an alcoholic and for the past two months, he hasn't drank one, one beer. Wow. And he's been praying more, and he wants to get back in church. Wow. But he's having trouble with it, so I'm praying for him for that. One over here that just came up, and then one in the back. Oh. Hi. Uh, my name is Patrick Knighton, and I go to Andrews University. And, of course, that's a Seventh-day Adventist University. And a lot of times, you know, you walk around campus, and you kind of are under the impression that everyone knows about God or has some sort of relationship with him. But, um, you know, for the majority, that's true, but not everyone. And uh, I've been talking to this guy, and, and, you know, we've been communicating often. And I saw him one day, he just looked really gloomed. Hmm. And uh, the Lord impressed me to just talk about, show him all the little details in which God is working in his life. And when we started that, his whole countenance changed. You could see the Holy Spirit just working in his life. He started smiling, and he couldn't contain his joy. So... That's awesome. It's interesting to see how some of these these testimonies are really God at work bringing people to a deeper experience of salvation, right? When you think of God at work, what is his ultimate goal anyways, right? So we're going to hear a lot of testimonies that are God leading someone towards a closer experience with him. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Walla Walla University, and I have a prayer group there. And uh, a quick story, um, we have a real burden for the Holy Spirit there. And uh, one, one day we were praying, and there was a guy there that had uh, severe pain in his uh, lower joints, especially his knees. And we're like, we're going to pray for you. You're going to get healed. And so we start praying for this guy. We, we lay our hands on him. We, we pray uh, the first time, and nothing happens. We're like, you feel anything? He's like, no, nothing happened. And we pray a couple more times. And then he's like, yeah, I felt like some heat in my legs. And he starts getting up and he walks around. He starts jumping up and down. He's like, there's no pain in my legs at all. Wow. And God like totally healed him. It was amazing. Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. Praise God. We had one in the back over there again. Towards the right. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. There was a gentleman I met recently. We sent out a mailer and went and followed up with him. Hmm. And he said he had been praying uh, for biblical understanding and biblical knowledge. And so showed up, uh, began gave him a Bible. He didn't even own a Bible. Hmm. Uh, he started reading it about two hours a day, um, fell in love with Christ, um, studied with him. He wanted to give his heart to God. Um, he found out what church we belong to. Turns out his wife was raised in the SDA church, had left when she was 18. Now it's 
about 40 years later. Wow. Uh, he gets baptized, and now she's attending church and studying as well about coming back in and getting to know who God is. Mm. Amen. Got one up here in the corner, it looks like. God is at work all around us. Amen. He is. Oh, well, I'm part of this youth group in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And at first, like, every Wednesday, it was only, like, five or six kids that came. But, like, over, like, the past two years, it's now grown to about 50 kids wow. every Wednesday. And it's just amazing how many kids are, like, learning about Jesus. And, like, most of them didn't even know who Jesus was. And now it's just amazing how many are coming every week. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Praise God. All right. We got one more there. Maybe we'll take one or one or two more after her. I'm from a little town in Texas um, named Tyler, and Tyler, Texas. I my one of my school administrators asked me to come with another group of students to a I think a stewardship kind of meeting in the city of Tyler, and there were adults there and there were speakers, and they invited uh, I believe a 16 or 17 year old to talk and give his testimony about what he had done stewardship in Tyler and. Hmm. He remembered um, he had started this program, I think it was called um, Love Under the Bridge or something, and um, what they would do was that he and his friend came up with the idea to feed the homeless. He just felt burdened. They were just biking one day and saw some homeless people, and they said, you know, we could really do something about this. And about a month later, um, they started going, I think, on Saturday mornings, and they would bring the portable griddles and... cook pancakes and eggs and just feed the homeless under the bridge and he just felt you know the need to tell them and to show them that they're people who care and he said God loves you when he gives them food and it's really inspiring to see young people take up things and just be inspired to do that, things like that in your, communi- in hmm. your community hmm. Amen Praise the Lord That's awesome That's awesome. Do we have one or two more? Or we'll just continue Okay we got one over there in the corner Think, of, think about someone that you can share this testimony with today, too, that maybe wasn't able to hear all of these testimonies. It's so encouraging to hear a testimony, isn't it? Oh, man. Okay, I hope you can see God uh, working in this one. Um, our family has a youth ministry, including bringing youth to attend UAC. So anyway, this year um, we have five youth that um, came in, one from Guam, one from three from Kauai, and one from Texas. And uh, so we have all these luggages, and we, we bring the kitchen sink so that we don't have to buy meals here and we can save, right? <laughs> and so when we arrive at the airport, my husband was thinking he will ride the taxi with all the luggages and including our kitchen sink, <laughs> and the rest of us can take the light train. So as we, have to, as we dragged all the suitcases and boxes to the taxi stand, my husband goes, okay, we need a, a van, a taxi van. And the man goes, how many people? And he said, like, seven total. He said, okay, come over here, follow me. And so we got there, and then this, like, mini school bus pulled up. It's a yellow. I said, so my husband goes, how much? He goes, just like any other taxi, like the, the, the ones you see in the front, it's, by, uh, it's, it's metered. And so, okay, everybody get in. And it's like, so, um, so we all get in, and we just ended up paying just, like, a regular taxi rate. And I see that as God working out everywhere, and I'm so mm. just amazed with that. I don't know if you see that as God working, but I really do. Because we're expecting to either uh, ride the light train or pay expensive or the taxi, but it was just a simple what, $45 taxi ride from the airport to wow. here in, Sh- in Sheraton. Yeah. No, praise God. And I meant to mention that earlier, actually. Um, we'll take that one more in the back. I, I meant to mention that earlier. 
it, it may not be something big. You know, I mean, five people coming to church randomly, that's a powerful, big thing that God is doing. But there's little things that he does all the time that we don't often recognize as being him. Uh, and I think that's unfortunate because there's lots of things that God does that it's like, whoa, that was so intentional. It really spoke to me. He's meeting all of my needs. And living in an attitude of gratitude for those things is powerful. So, of course, that was God at work. He was taking care of us. Amen. We'll do one last one there in the back. We talk about little things. Yes. Um, a missed appointment. Hmm. I, I live in a small town as well, and so we um, patronize a small salon there to get our hair cut, and we <laughs> had a morning appointment. And my dad knew we had a morning appointment, so he scheduled his to be there so he could visit with us. And we missed our appointment, but that gave him additional opportunity to visit with the lady that cuts our hair, mm. who was going through a major heartache wow. with her daughter and the death of a mother and un- trying to understand and grapple with life and death. And to hear my dad share that opportunity, kind of our negligence to not make the appointment, but it was a God thing. It was awesome. Praise the Lord. God is so good. When I think about the way that God works all around me, I can't help but think of my brother. Uh, he, he lives in China, and he's been there for about eight years. Uh, can speak and read and write Mandarin fluently and uh, you know, works as an anchor for a TV station there. Um, previously went as a missionary uh, to teach English and now involved in so many different things. Um, but the way that I've seen God work in his life uh, has been amazing over, over the span of eight years. And just to see him go from so many different extremes, even spiritually, uh, to one now where he's praying for God's will in his life and um, wanting, wanting to live more in line with what God has for him, it's, com- it's a complete miracle if you would know him. Um, to know that, that that's what he's praying for now. And simply because of, of God being at work. Um, thank you all for sharing that. And I know that God is at work in your life as well. Um, I want to look at one last example in the Bible of how God works with us. And this is found in Isaiah chapter 5. Uh, Isaiah chapter 5, we're looking at the first verse. One of the concepts of, of God at work is how he's able to do this so continuously and until, until there's nothing left that he could do. Uh, and in, in Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 1, we pick up the story. It's an, kind of an analogy, I guess you could say, of uh, God working with Israel. Uh, and for those of you who have read it before, I believe it will be a blessing to read again. It says in verse 1, Now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes. But it brought forth wild grapes. Oh, now, and now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. 
What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? This this shows me an aspect of God's heart in relation to how he works with people. It's, It's clear here. It says he dug it up, the earth, the fruitful hill. He cleared out all the stones. Has, has he dug into your heart? Has he cleared out stones in your life? Has he cleared out stones in the lives of other people? Um, this, is, this was his desire for Israel. He built a tower in its midst. He made a wine press in it. He, he added so much and he expected something so good to come out of it. Um, and yet I love the statement that he says in verse 4, What more could have been done to my vineyard than I have not done in it? I believe that at the end of the day, the picture of God's working uh, around us, he will, he will be able to say, there's nothing more that I could have done. He'll be able to say that at the end of the day. There's nothing more I could have done to draw them to myself. There's nothing more I could have done in their life to show them how much I loved them and valued them. And praise God that we serve someone who can actually say that legitimately. Amen? That we have a God who's, who's literally going to pull out all the stops to work in our lives. And this is just the beginning of a lot of different uh, sessions that we'll be sharing uh, and sharing with uh, whoever comes. But our goal and prayer uh, for both of us is that this will really be about God's work um, in the lives of people. Uh, because it is truly what he does, not what we do. Um, the how to share a testimony, it could be a lot of bullet points of different things of, you know, what to say, what not to say. Uh, but really, if, we, if we're able to get that one thing first and foremost in our minds, that this is about him and what he's doing, it changes a lot of things. Have you ever had someone share a testimony with you that uh, was shared with so much, <laughs> so much self-righteousness and pride that it was hard for you to listen to? Just to be completely honest, have you ever heard a testimony like that? Did it bring glory to God? (laughs) You know, what are our testimonies supposed to do? To bring glory to the one who has been working. And if there's anything you can take away from this session, it's it's to omit uh, the words and the ways that we speak that sometimes don't bring glory to him when we share those testimonies and to uplift uplift Christ um, and his work all around us his work all around us. We need to pray for open eyes. I think of the story, Elisha is there with his servant um, in 2 Kings, and the Syrian armies are surrounding them, um, about ready to close in on them. And the servant is scared because he thinks that they're about ready to be overtaken. And yet Elisha prays, and he says, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And all of a sudden, his eyes are opened, and he sees thousands of angels and chariots and armies that are working. Um, In many ways, that's what we need to pray for, that our eyes will be open to the working of God around us, that our eyes will actually be able to see, and that our lips will constantly be telling of his goodness. Um, as soon as you see it, tell someone about it, please. <laughs> um, we can't hold these things in. Uh, there's a reason why God gives us eyes and ears to hear and understand. Um, and my prayer is that each of us 
that the Lord will open our eyes uh, to see the things that he is doing all around us. Um, Let's just take some time in those same groups to pray that God will give us open eyes uh, to the working of him all around us, and that also as we share our testimonies, they will truly bring glory to him, that they will uplift him as the one who is working um, in these testimonies. So just take some time to pray. I'll close out at the end, um, but take some time to pray in your groups uh, that you shared your testimonies with, and uh, let's just praise God for what he's done as well. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for how you are at work in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Father, when I go to sleep at night, I always think about how I get to rest, but you continue to work. And Lord, we're so grateful for what you do for us. Lord, I thank you for um, the promise in Hebrews where it says that you ever live to make intercession for us. There's nothing that you don't live for um, other than to, to intercede on our behalf and to work, work in us and for us. Your ultimate goal is our salvation, and we are appreciative of that, of your dedication to save humanity. And Lord, we ask for open eyes, uh, that you would open our eyes, that you'd scale, take off the scales, Lord, that are sometimes there, that cause us to not be able to really see what you are doing. And may it constantly encourage us and others uh, to fight the good fight of faith, knowing that you are working um, hard. And Lord, we desire to, to give you all the glory and all the praise. We thank you. We pray for your blessing in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This message was recorded by Fountain View Productions for GYC. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire and equip young people to be vibrant, Bible-based, and Christ-centered Christians. To download or purchase other resources, visit us online at gycweb.org.